Here's Outside the Box, making an old term great again. Today's topic is populism. Over and over again, I see headlines talking about our current president as a populist. Populist? I don't think so. At least not the way populism used to be defined and who the populace used to be. So I decided to compare the populace of the late 1800s to what we have today in the White House. In the U.S., the term populist was originally associated with the Populist Party, also called the People's Party, and related to agrarian, class-based, left-wing movements from 1890 to about 1908. It was a time of great ferment and struggle for farmers who were suffering from dramatically falling farm prices in the late 1880s. Populism began as the Grange movement in the 1870s and 80s and then a series of so-called farmers' alliances. But the alliances soon decided their goals would be better achieved in the political arena. The goal of the newly formed Populist Party was to be a champion for the so-called common person and especially those in rural areas. It was most active in the South and Midwest. Populists in the 1890s were on the side of those most suffering and struggling to survive, not exactly the priorities of our current president. Sadly, populists did not usually practice solidarity with the immigrant communities, past or present. In some states, even in the South, they did attempt to unite working whites and blacks who were facing similar struggles. Historian Howard Zinn talks about an Arkansas Populist Party platform that supported the, quote, downtrodden, regardless of race, end quote. The movement also tried to make connections between rural farmers and urban industrial workers, such as party support for a Pullman railroad workers strike. In populism, economics was more important than skin color. The old populists were cynical about government, but they decided to jump into the political arena anyway. Here are some of the issues the populist party advocated. One was currency reform, so there was more silver coinage and paper money and sources of credit to pay farmers dealing with falling farm prices. They wanted a progressive income tax and government takeover of the railroads, plus banking branches through local post offices. They proposed direct election of U.S. senators. Before 1913, they were appointed by legislatures and tariffs on some imports. To bring in urban workers, they advocated a shorter work week and more antitrust legislation to control corporations. Essentially, they wanted a more democratic government that allowed them to compete with business and industry. The populace won a few governorships and congressional seats in 1892, and their presidential candidate, James Weaver got over 1 million votes and 22 electoral votes. However, the political movement soon became incorporated into the Democratic Party. 
It backed William Jennings Bryan for the presidency in 1896. When Bryan lost, the party mostly collapsed, although it continued on paper for another decade. The Progressive Party, another outgrowth of working people's frustration with the rigged political system, picked up some of the issues of the populace when Robert La Follette ran for president in 1924. Beginning in the 1950s, populism began to take on a more generic meaning that describes any anti-establishment movement, regardless of its position on the left-right political spectrum. However, that vague definition makes it hard to tell what kind of political movement it actually is, one that focuses on benefiting most of the people, including the quote-unquote most downtrodden, versus one that really benefits primarily the wealthy and powerful and is led by them. Calling someone a populist today means little beyond who and what they claim to represent. The current White House resident has been bad-mouthing and discriminating against people of color, those who practice certain religions, women, and many other groups. Even the white working class has seen few benefits compared to the wealthiest. A populist? Not in the traditional sense, and not in my book. What do you think of populism now versus what it was 125 years ago? I'm Larry Danzinger, feeling more like a populist than those claiming that term today.